Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bears on Tap, a podcast about the Chicago Bears presented to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. And today I'm joined by my co host, Ron Luce, Mr. Luce on Tap, and Quentin at Market Stats. Uh, we're kind of in the dead days of summer. Uh, we're not going to talk about baseball or basketball or hockey or anything today. It's a football podcast. And uh, no camp, no practice, nothing really too much to talk about. So today, we are actually going to do like a Bears fantasy draft. So top 10 players you would want on your team if you were starting a franchise tomorrow. So as you see, we all have our GM hats on, so fit and snug. But I will check in with uh, Ron first, and then we'll get going here on this draft. But uh, Mr. Lewis, how are you today, my friend? I'm good, man. I'm, uh, I'm a little tired. You know, the allergies got the best of me over the weekend. Didn't really sleep a whole, a whole lot, but I'll tell you what. The energy levels are a little boosted because I'm ready to get nerdy and draft and have some fun here. I don't want to give anything away, but we're going to have a good time. Quentin, how about you, my guy? Doing good, man. Got my uh, 1980s corduroy bears hat out here. This thing's been through it. It's been through it over the years. So I'm ready to go. Yeah, I feel like, you know, and if you have a lucky hat, feel free to, to drop that in the comments. But I have one for Notre Dame. I have one for the Bears. Um, the Bulls, Blackhawks, different story. Cubs, just catch me in any part of Wrigley Field with my hat flipped upside down because we're never leading. I mean, come on. We never have to lead, so you always got to get the rally cap going. But I do the same with these hats. These hats get a little little bit extra wear and tear because I'm flipping it in and out. I mean, I've done live streams with it upside down, all sorts of shit. So love a good hat. I like that. Give it off like Chevy Chase vibes, Quentin. That's what I'm getting from that hat right there. But uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, my dad's once upon a time. We all kind of got the old school look to the hat if you look at it. None of the none of that new shit. But uh, Ron's got the, if you will, I would say the Mark Tressman hat. So I don't, I mean, to bring back. Take it easy. Take it easy. Love you. Wear this hat too, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Love, love you had that for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. But it is one of the better hats for the Bears, too. And I think it's low, it's like a low key top five logo for old school hats. So. Could you imagine now with a second Bears helmet, like having this on the side of a helmet for big, big bees, bitch. Ooh, that would be <laughs> sick. All right. So Ron, we have gifted you the first pick in this draft. And just to, to preface it, like I said, this isn't like we're not making you draft specific players from each position, just the 10 best players that you've seen in your Bears life or maybe even a little bit before you were born, to draft to a team to start tomorrow. And then at the end, the best part, we're all going to pick a coach. And that is where I think heads will explode because as I look back, there's really only one good coach and only one guy's going to get him. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and preface to beat on that, we're, we're also capping this at about 1980. So there is no Dick Buckuses, there are no yeah. Bears Sayers. Yes. This is this is more modern Chicago Bears. And so this was, is the build-up to the Super Bowl team and on. Yes, and and there were some dark days in the 90s. So. <laughs> yeah, you won't be seeing Eric Kramer or uh, Curtis Enos getting drafted today, but... All right, I'm going to try... We're going to try and play some... Uh, some stuff here. I don't know if I'm going to be able to bring this up, so I'm going to do my best. That's okay. Um, oh, here we go. Maybe. Here we go. Share screen. I know it's easiest in that way. Whatever. Um, yeah. 
we're going to do this and beautiful and we're going to do that yes all right so here we go it's going to scare everybody for a hot second <laughs> but this is oh my god look it's us looking at ourselves on the stream <laughs> terrifying right terrifying okay all right ron you got your pick oh, right. the litter you got your i mean the litter. you're the jaguars today Go first. <laughs> I am the Jaguars. But this here's the difference, though, is I'm not going to get it wrong like the Jaguars do. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, I mean, how can you not take Walter Payton? Uh, yes. I mean, it's got to be Walter. It's got to be Walter. Okay. So, Walter, Walter, my pick. Uh, first right there. Quinn, you're going to go second. So, Ron has taken arguably the best player in Bears history, I don't think. Hmm. I think there's too much. I don't know why I said arguably – pretty much the best player in Bears history, but uh, someone that you could build a team around like instantly, like you're getting instant yards out of that guy and a culture guy, someone that you can, you can trust to uh, help those younger guys out in the running back room. Absolutely. And I mean, he's the, the goat as well. So it's hard to not hard to not take the goat when he's put to you on a silver pedestal. So. Am I up? Yes, yes sir. you are. All right, well, I'm going with Erlacher. Mm-hmm. I think that's an easy choice. His ga- his coverage skills are going to translate to any era when you combine it with his size, his his strength, his ferocity. I mean, I, I, I'd consider Singletary there, but I don't know if he has the coverage skills to play in the modern game at that same spot. I know Erlacher does. All right, like so – so I'm going to keep the defensive trend. I'm staying on the defensive side of the ball. Someone that played in the same era, maybe maybe right next to this guy. I'm going Lance Briggs. Uh, and you guys are going to hate me for what I'm about to do. Since we're doing a snake draft, I will be picking fourth too. But Lance Briggs was a calming presence in the second level of that defense. You knew what you were going to get week in and week out. You knew what Erlacher was going to bring, but – to have two quality linebackers in that in that core, and then you know we're a big Hunter Hill Hunter Hill I said Hunter Hunter Hill and Meyer podcast. You know what I'm saying? So like they always had a good solid three linebackers to to match the four down linemen that they had on the field. Which I see a couple of those guys on this very list that's in front of our eyes right now. But I think Lance Briggs is if he played for any other team, he could be the best linebacker in that team's you know, history, but he played for our team. So fortunately it's not the best, but I'll, I'll, I'll settle with him at three. Uh, and then four, just going to be such a beat on about it. Staying at the linebacker position. He can't coach football, but he sure as hell could play it. Give me mm-hmm. Mike Singletary. I couldn't get Erlacher and Briggs. I'll start with two defensive guys. I'll start with Singletary and Lance Briggs. Singletary played a little bit before my time, but if you you know if you look back at any of the old tapes, he was a tenacious tackler. He was kind of a prick too. Like he talked a lot of shit. Like he was all over the field. Uh, as we as I said, you know his his coaching career hasn't panned out to the level that his playing career was, but. My goodness, was he a dog for our Chicago Bears and obviously a Super Bowl champ. So That's a good one. Mr. Quinton? Yeah, I'm going to – I might jump the gun here. Ooh. There's not a ton of cornerbacks <laughs> the Bears have had that I feel like really stand out above everybody else. Like Kyle Fuller was very good, 
but after that you feel like there's there's quite a drop off but ahead of him i got peanut and i'm taking peanut excellent pick that's that's a hard one to get mad at i mean it is it is peanut Tillman. i mean fbi agent peanut Tillman too mm-hmm. just a nice. legend in just a legend in everything that he touches like my Absolutely. goodness one of the guys that uh, that Eberflus had come speak to the team too. Mm-hmm. Certainly worth worth. I love that he did that. I love that he brought Peanut back to talk to him. I am I am also a big fan of that. Um, whew, this is tough because like you start th- I start thinking like who are you guys gonna take? You know what I mean? That's the <laughs> the conversation in my head that I start to have, and I'm gonna have to go with this guy. I know I'm not pulling the the screen up right now i have it on my screen so we'll save the shifting for everybody here real quick but i'm gonna go ahead and and take um all the way up until about week 17 of this current season uh he was the all-time single season sacks leader in chicago bears history i'm gonna go ahead and take richard dent as my next selection the Um, dent man the dent man you know because he's just a badass and that's what happens but i get another pick because good old snake format here um you know, and this one's tough because I've got, I've got one of each now, right? I'm, I'm thinking about some of these other positions, and I mean, ah, this dude was a was an SOB, and I, I love a good offensive lineman. I'm gonna go with Jimbo Covert as my next pick. Mm. I was on him. Love, love me some Jimbo Covert, baby. Oh yeah, that's beauteous. I'm a big fan. The covert sprinkle towel. You know the Bears. The Bears have good giveaways. They always do. I've All right. So the, wait. Uh, are we back? We're back on cue then, right? We are back on cue. That is correct. I'll go ahead and pull the uh, the screen up here real quick. All right. Well, I mean, I'm getting at this point. I, I'm kind. I'm kind of working a method here, but <laughs> because it's it's going the way that I want it to, I'm gonna go. A different spot. I'm, I'm I'm keeping the gang together. I'm going Olin Krutz. Oh baby. I was waiting for someone to take him, and I, I was like, I, I I probably should have let it be me because he's a big Sam Mustafer guy, but huge huge presence in the center of that offense. Absolutely. Now, I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback. So the best thing I can do is get a center who knows what the hell he's doing. That's true. Point him out. Point him out. Yeah. All right. So I went to defense, and now it's time to go to on the offensive side of the ball. Mm. And arguably the second best running back in, in Bears history, if we're not, well, at least for the sake of this argument, this time period, obviously, if you go back a little bit further, there's a guy that would like to have a conversation with me. Mm. But from, eight, from eight, 1980 on, give me Matt Forte. Love Good running pick. back, catches the ball out of the backfield, was the one staple in our offense for many years that we were just god awful on offense, whether it was, you know, injuries, having I just remember like every year that we had Cuddy, which is gonna suck because I'm about to pick him too. It, it always seemed like there was like three or four guys that played fucking quarterback that year. You know what I'm saying? Like every time yeah, maybe it's not just Cuddy, maybe it's just a Bears thing in general. I think like if we can just get one season where we're blessed with 17 weeks of the guy that we signed up for with no bullshit, no coaching problems, maybe the quarterback position won't be so cursed. But 
Matt Forte, Bears legend. I almost I almost put his jersey on for this episode. I'm kind of sad I didn't, but I got the little on-tap tee on today, so it worked out. But on offense, like I said, I, I tipped my cap. I'm going to have to go Jay Cutler because, yeah, who else is who else is playing quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who else is playing quarterback for the Chicago Bears that has done anything <laughs> worth a shit? And I know, like Eric Kramer, come on, yeah, now. Eric Kramer. Oh. I, I mean, we would if we did this if we did this in like three four years. One would hope that we could we could say Fields and people will yell at the clouds about it. But right now, the best Bears quarterback that I've seen in my lifetime is Jay Cutler, and that's a sad statement. <laughs> the truth and that's that's who i'm going with with my pick here in the draft i love that hey you got to do it sometimes q i'm gonna bring the uh smoking J, baby okay so my guy for this pick he's not even gonna be in that top 25 mm. but he played a spot actually i think actually you know what i'm thinking might not even qualified damn never mind no, I was no. going to go, was gonna go Greg Olson, but I don't think he played 50 games with the Bears. Oh. So just do so um, commit instead. No. He also hasn't played 50 <laughs> games with the Bears. Man, so I uh, want, I've done Tate. so much defense already. <laughs> John Tate, that's with, a name. Dude, I love John Tate. The dude was one of my favorite players growing up. Ron, keep scrolling um, the other way while he's talking. I'm, I'm enjoying these names. <laughs> With questionable quarterback ability, I want to make it as easy as possible on them. I've already gone a lot of defense here. I need to kind of match that up. I'm taking Brandon Marshall. I'm doing his locker room antics. I got Erlacher. I got Kroots. They can help keep, keep him in line. He's going to produce no matter who's at quarterback. And you just, you just won't go to the playoffs. You just won't go to the playoffs, though. Because Brandon Marshall, Brandon Marshall is just the, the preventative fluid of keeping the team out of the playoffs. He just keeps you away from it. I want none of that talk, B-Don. None of it. <laughs> it's an urban legend. Oh, my God. Charles, One had nothing Charles, to do with the other. Charles Leno is number 42 on this list. We're such a shitbag franchise. Speaking of Marshall, I don't even see him. Did I miss him? Wait, did he not qualify either? God dang. I, guess I, I think he played at least three seasons here. I mean, he might not be on this list, but I think that qualifies. I think that's – I think we'll we'll allow it. We'll allow it. Yeah, he definitely played long enough here okay. to let people's head explode about what yeah, he was. Yeah, he, did, he didn't hit 50. He had to be at like 46 or something like that. I was going to say, he yeah. had to have been wicked 40, close. 48 with a couple of – we're already knocked out of the playoffs. I'm not playing games. <laughs> more or less, more or less. All right. Well, this is this is interesting because I've got an offensive lineman, I got a stout running back, and I got a D end. I feel like those are three important positions. But I'm gonna ride the wave of what Quentin brought up. I feel like no matter who you got playing quarterback, you need a you need a good center. I'm gonna go arguably um you know, first or second best center, depending on how you look at it. I'm going to go Jay Hilgenberg uh, as my pick. The good old classic man in the middle on those dominant teams during the 80s. Played a nice 10-year career with the Bears. You got to love it. Um, 
I'm just writing mine down here real quick, and my autocorrect thinks it's Holdenberg, which, you know, got a little. <laughs> We're going to roll with that. It's Heisenberg, like Breaking Bad. <laughs> Heisenberg. Um, you know, and then this one, this one feels, this one feels right. Guy's Hall of Famer. Brother. Stud defensive tackle. I'm going to go Dan Hampton. That's my, that's my next pick. Known uh, Super Bowl shuffler. Known Super Bowl shuffler. So, uh, you know, we're keeping it. We're keeping it with that eighty-five team so far for me. But I, uh, I like my team so far. So, when I said I'm playing a bit of a strategy here because I'm in the middle, I knew <clears> I could get one of Hampo or Mongo. I'm going Mongo. I was just waiting for someone to pick one of them. <laughs> love that. Love that. I would. I would have taken him three rounds ago if one of y'all took Hamp first. Yeah. That's fair. Hey, that's that's good strategy on your end there, Quentin. All right, beat on. All right, so for mine, I am going to grab the first special teams player. And uh-huh. Let me tell you, this guy, uh, you can pretty much put him anywhere on the field. His name's Devin Hesser. He should be a Hall of Famer. He's not there yet, but you got to remember, Devin Hester played some cornerback in college at Miami. Uh, and if you all remember when he played receiver, his hands weren't weren't the best part of his game, which is wild from someone that never really fumbled kick returns or punt returns. But you turn it to a pass, it's completely different. But Devin Hester is – you could be sitting there in a game that your offense isn't doing anything. But as long as you have Devin Hester and your defense can produce stops, and even if your defense gives up a touchdown, that still gives Devin Hester a reason to go out on the field, to go out there and erase what just happened. One of the most electric players I've ever seen, regardless of position, but one of my favorite players in Bears history and deserves a spot on my team. I like that. I like that. He's not wide receiver one, though. Well, naturally. No, he can't be. And this is a guy, as, as we talked about college football and remembering like people from college and then when they got to the Bears, this is a guy that I watched all of one snap in his college career. And it was like a jump ball in the end zone. And if you mm-hmm. guys know, you know. His name's Elshon mm-hmm. Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't remember what bowl. It was probably like the, the Capital One Orange Bowl. No, it wasn't the Orange Bowl, bro. It was like the Gator Bowl or like the Outback Bowl or like yeah. some mm-hmm. one of those like smaller ones. But he was playing at South Carolina. And I just remember it was end of the half situation, put it in the air, and he was taking lunch money. And then, too, it's like Marshall's already off the board. Mm-hmm. There really wasn't too many great – I mean, I'm not going to name names because maybe I want to get another receiver. But there, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. There hasn't been too many great receivers. And he didn't go on to do too much with the Eagles, but he you know, he did do well with us. I like it. As I say, it's one of those bowl games that's always like on a Tuesday at like noon. Yeah. Like yeah. Right before I fucking Christmas. love those games though because you're yeah. just chilling at home and you're like, I'm trying to watch South Carolina versus – Utah, or whoever the hell they're playing, <laughs> pair of pair of seven win teams that yeah. everyone had it. going for going for that eight and five supremacy, baby. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and lock up my corner position and take Kyle Fuller. I'm gonna have oh, a lockdown baby. secondary out here. Well, baby, combine him with Peanut. I feel pretty good about that position. Uh, hard to argue that. Hard to argue that. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and um, I'm gonna stay on the defensive side of the ball here. 
Uh, I'm going to go with a guy that I think if he wasn't hurt in his career, he would be even higher on this list. Um, was just a freaking magician. I enjoyed the, watching him. I wish I could have enjoyed watching him more. I'm going to go with Mike Brown at my safety spot because Mike Brown was that dude. Arguably, him and like Bob Sanders are the two safeties I think of in those like 2000s that, like, if they're not hurt every season of their careers, yeah, they're perennial, like, all pro conversation kind of guys year in and year out. Um, absolutely majestic. And I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna, I'm gonna stir the pot on my next pick. And I'm excited to see reactions. And this is why I'm not sharing the screen because I want to see reactions. I'm going to take my quarterback, but it's nobody that you guys are thinking of. I'm going to go Jim Harbaugh as my quarterback. You're such a shitbag. I know. <laughs> You're terrible. Playoff I'm Jimmy. Gonna go I'm going to go Harbaugh. At least I'm you know your quarterback's not going to slide, and he'll he'll fight for those extra few yards. Yeah, and he's a tough SOB. And, you know, maybe I can keep him around, and he can be my head coach someday since my head coaching pick's probably going to be dog shit anyway. So. Yeah. You're really just picking him in hopes that he becomes your head coach one day. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like, a, there's, it's like there's selecting some, Jackie Moon to your team. There's some future-looking <laughs> things here. I also would like to make it known he is number 34 on this list, which does put him ahead of uh, the likes of one Mitchell Trubisky, um, among other guys. Uh, that I thought know. that's who you were going to say. I was like, damn, bro, I was really about to pick Mitch and all. I thought about it. Draft. <laughs> I thought about it, but I'm going to go I'm gonna go, old boy Jimmy. Jimmy Harbaugh. Mitch. Mr. All right. Well, you forced my hand here because I had two safeties that I like. Now I gotta take one. Give me Gary Fencer. Love that pick. Get that get that high IQ next to the two playmakers at corner and let let the corners feast. Make, make sure Fensick's cleaning it up. Makes sense to me. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, beat on. So this guy slipped all the way down here, and uh, I don't know why. I don't know why he's actually really this low on this list. Lost him this offseason, but a legend forever. And, you know, number 52, Khalil Mack. Throw him on the edge. You got Singletary and Briggs at the second level. That front seven is going to be problems. And it's also due to the addition of this next guy, and that is going to be Tommy Harris. So Khalil mm-hmm. Mack and Tommy Harris just add all the beef to the front seven. Two solid defensive linemen, two solid linebackers. I'll figure out what I'm going to do at the third level, but I'll tell you this. Not running the ball on this defense. No, no, no. You're going to have the number one <laughs> def- rush defense and the number 30 ranked pass defense. It's fine. be like two yards of carry. <laughs> 40, done. 40 yards of pass. You scared the crap out of me when you said, because I'm adding this guy, I thought you were taking my dude. Because I was, I was eyeing Mac. Or peppers. I was like, mm. one of them will take one, one of them, and I'll take yeah. the other. Yeah, because no one is peppers. But I, I thought say. you were about to go bold move and take them both. <laughs> uh-uh. No, I needed to get the outside shirt up, and then you know you got to add the beef in the middle. And Tommy Harris was—that's another guy who yeah. I think, like, I think it was injuries that cut his career a little bit short. But yeah, was. he was in that era with Erlacher and Briggs, and yeah. you know, you think of guys like Alex Brown and Adewale Agunle and. And all these people that we had on the front on the front four that were just dogs. And you know us in Chicago, it starts up front. We love like that hard nosed football and, and that's where yeah. our defense is that was where the you know 
they started was up front. And then obviously when you have killers like Erlacher and Briggs and Hillenmeyer at the next level, fuck yeah, dude. I honestly just got to get a Hunter jersey at this point. Like we need I love to just, Hunter. We need to just get like 92. We need to have rafters on the screen. Hold on, my hand's not. Like, and just put Hunter Hillenmeyer's number and retire it on Bears on tap. But, yeah, that's where I'm at. That's my Hunter Hillenmeyer moment for the week. Hunter Hillenmeyer <laughs> moment. So we got Q taking Peppers. One of these two picks, I'm going to go a little off the board. I really am. Um, it's it's gonna happen. It's it's in my opinion needed. Um, but we'll we'll go with a uh, a fairly logical one first. I would say. Um, again, you need you need a good defense, but you also need some. I need somebody to protect Jim Harbaugh. All right, I need somebody to protect Jim Harbaugh. And uh, he he's gonna look beautiful opposite of Cobert. He did for quite a few years in the eighties. I'm gonna go Keith Van Horn. That's my pick for this spot because, I mean, he was a stud. Come on now. Why wouldn't me? And, again, Ron Luce, love for the all-offensive line. So, of course, I'm going to take three linemen in my draft of ten players in Bears history. And the next guy, I single-handedly watched our season lose because of this. I'm going to go ahead and take the beloved, the Packer killer, the one, the only, Robbie Gold. I respect have a good it. kicker. Got to have a good kicker. Like that. I've I've watched, I have watched this Bears team for the last what, just under a decade now since pretty much Suck he left. Kicking. Just have the most like Cairo Santos was a breath of fresh air for this Bears team over the last few seasons. Yeah, and the That's second he missed when we wanted him dead, we were all just like, no, <laughs> tragic. I can't. No, I can't face it. Like so. Yeah, give me Robbie Gold. I don't even have to worry about that. He's automatic from 50 yards in. So I'm a, I'm a happy camper on that front. But I will bring this back up for one Mr. Quinton here. Uh, but the floor is yours, my friend. So you took my guy. I was I. Oh. I had two in mind there, though, because as I said earlier in the show, I was a big John Tate fan growing up. <laughs> Guy's a mountain of a man. He could play left man. tackle very solidly. They're going to be able to run the ball with him. Pairing him with Crutes, I can fit and fill the line as I need because they're two reliable guys who have played at a Pro Bowl level. Give me John Tate. I like that. I'm a big. I see. And okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Not purposely, but it's just gonna happen on accident here, real quick. I'm gonna divert the conversation here. Can like, I feel like Bears fans didn't appreciate those like 2000s no. offensive line. Like Ruben Brown, yeah. fantastic. Roberto Garza when he was at guard, awesome. Like. Fred Mitchell at right tackle. Those were solid offensive lines. Ruben Brown is a Hall of Famer. Like they only remember like the the Gabe Karimis. They only remember the ones that didn't pan out. They remember the negative because that's just human nature, especially Bears fan human nature. But like that offensive line was just so sick. I just wanted to, you know, Fat Boys got two thousand four through two thousand six. The Bears probably the best offensive line in the NFL. I, I I really think so. They were just they were so good up front, and there was that was when I like you know really started paying attention to the Bears like constantly, and yeah. it was like I felt spoiled by it because I was like, why can't they find anyone that's good anymore? <laughs> Hell yeah, they had a damn. This shit's hard, bro. That shit's hard. Yeah. You got they they drafted a lot of those guys. Like I I I don't think Tate and Brown were Bears draft picks, uh, but like I don't yeah. Gar or Garza wasn't either. But those were all just like. 
I mean, Kruitz was really the only one they drafted. They might have drafted. Garza was like an Akeem Hicks course. where he was found. Like he wasn't drafted, yeah. but they, 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 they oh. got him in the building and he took off. Yeah. He's, yeah con- congrats to Atlanta, I think. Congrats to Akeem Hicks. He got the Brinks truck backed up to his house going to Tampa, going to, going to play with Brady. I don't blame him. I'd be going to yeah, play with Brady. Too. Going to try to get a ring. All right. Beat on. You got uh, the two heads of the snake here. Yeah, so I got the last my last two picks. Uh, before your coach pick, but yes, yes, before I get to pick Matt Nagy. Um, <laughs> so I haven't picked any offensive linemen, and I'm glad that you brought him up. This dude was a mean son of a bitch. Played all throughout my childhood. So one of the first offensive linemen that I remember watching, obviously outside of Olin Cruz, and that's Roberto Garza. Ooh, I thought you were going to be going big cat. I thought he was going Big Cat, too. I got a little excited there. I was like, I okay. Liked, I liked Garza a lot growing up. He was just a mauler, like just a mean a son mauler. of a bitch. And yeah. it's going to rub some Bears fans the wrong way. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm in the business of doing. Um, I, I did not pick anyone in the secondary yet. But it's not going to really too much matter because there's going to be so much pressure coming from that front seven. So I'm going to pick the perfect guy to put back there to pick off a bunch of ducks, and that's Eddie Jackson. He's not going to be required to tackle too much in my defense because the play is not going to get to him too often, we'll say. (laughs) And he can focus on coverage and picking the ball off, and then he's got a mean group of guys in front of him laying blocks for him as he's running it back into the end zone doing a two-step. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, Q, you're down to your last pick before your coach. I'm going complete meatball homer here. I'm going QB1, Beyond the Lights, Justin Fields. The whole baby. I got I got him some blockers. I got him a pass catcher. And I got a stack defense. What else is new? It's Chicago Bears. <laughs> at least at least I got him a receiver. <laughs> Finally. Just one. All you need is one. Yeah. And uh, that's why I wanted Greg Olsen because I was like, man, I don't love any of these receivers, but getting a tight end like Greg Olsen would be huge. Split them out, yeah, you could split them out, yeah, dude. Very true. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with a guy that I feel like it's a little forgotten in Chicago Bears history. I too need a receiver, so this is where I'm going with this final pick here. Guy played for a good amount of time. I'm gonna go Marty Booker Mm. as my receiver, my first Bears jersey. Love that. I had one too. Yeah, I had a Marty Booker jersey. Yeah. Booker was Marty, my dude. I was Marty so pissed Booker when they traded him for a Goonlier. Because I had no yeah, idea who a Goonlier was. Yeah. <laughs> then we just grew to love a Goonlier. Yeah. I had a uh I had a signed all right. Well, I didn't. Fun fact, you know my brother Ron, so this you'll laugh at this story. So uh as we were younger, I'm sure we all participated in like football camps, baseball, basketball, soccer, whatever like sport that our parents just wanted to get out of the house so they could, you know, live their life for a couple hours a day without having to worry about us. So I was in this football camp with my brother, Johnny, and the last, like, there was, like, a competition at the end, and it was a throwing competition. And the winner won an Ottawale Goulier signed helmet. And, like, Ooh. we were inside this gym. So I guess for preface, I'll just say it was like this. It was, like, a target on the wall on, like, the mats. You know how there's, like, the matted walls in gyms? Mm-hmm. All the way on the back wall, maybe we'll say throw from the free throws, throw from the three-point half court and beyond. My brother beats me, gets this helmet, and, like, 
he's not even really like a big Bears fan. Like he likes the Bears, but like for that entire summer and beyond, he was just giving me so much shit. Like, yeah, haha, like I got this helmet signed by a bear and you couldn't beat your little brother to get it. So that's my Ottawale Agumier moment. So I don't know where that helmet currently is. Probably somewhere in storage or maybe sitting on his like <laughs> shelf in his man cave. But yeah, Ottawale Agumier will always have a, a special place in our home. I was gonna say if if uh, for for Janda if he if they don't bleed Northwestern purple he's he's yeah not he part. doesn't want nothing to do with it yeah no no I love that have, have you all ever heard the stories about Agunlier like where when he he didn't want to be traded he was really? not who wants to, to leave Miami no one wants to leave Miami yeah. they don't care and like he was live in Miami he was having a real hard time adjusting into Chicago and the fans were all on him and because he wasn't putting up the numbers they did in Miami. And like Erlacher gave it to him straight of like, look, you got you got to put the work in, talk with the media, be out there with the fans, and they'll they'll take you in. Mm-hmm. But if you don't do that, they're not going to love you. It's a blue collar town. They that they, they they won't they, they aren't going to respect you unless you do that stuff. You got to put in the work. You got to. And then he did it. Yeah, he did it, and like became a, a fan favorite. You know. Yeah, I was gonna say that like those like 05, 06 D lines with like Alex Brown, Tommy Harris, Ottawa, Ottawa Um, I mean, you had Dusty Dvorak in there for a little bit, you had Israel Adonage in there, you had uh Tank Johnson in there Dusty, for a little bit. Dusty like, calls college games now, Dusty Dvorak he does. calls college games now. Yeah. He does, he does. I love, I love catching up with like what the former Bears were doing. Like, like Spice oh, is like the, the Bears, like Fox host, like that's yeah. dope. Yeah, and he does a bunch of shit on the internet, which is oh yeah, Spice honestly is also place, very bro. funny. I think too, one thing that I'm going to add on to after the coach is uh, after we've all seen who everyone has taken one player that if you could have picked, now that you can't pick them, throw them on the list as well. But go ahead, Ron. Are you ready? Are you ready for a little bit of a surprise with my coaching pick? This dude was severely underappreciated. And just because they didn't win the Super Bowl, you look back at the Ditka years. You could have said the exact same thing about him if they went in '85. So I'm going to go with Lovey Smith as my Bears pick for head coach. Give me Lovey. I love Lovey, and now in hindsight, everybody can see it. Like we were okay at head coach for a while before you now everybody oh, get rid of Lovey, and then ever since they've been like, bring him back. We miss him. <laughs> What's going on? So I'm going to go ahead and take Lovey Smith as my head coaching pick. Man, you threw me a curveball, Ron. My defense is built for Lovey. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I mean, I got to go with Ditka. I hope Buddy Ryan's coming with him. I was just saying, yeah, okay. It's a package Ryan, deal. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm cool going with Ditka. A guy won a Super Bowl. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Wait, is he a Hall of Fame coach or is he a Hall of Fame player? He's a Hall of Fame player. He's a Hall, he's he's a Hall of Fame football guy for sure. He's in there for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's in there yeah, for I'm sure. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good with take. I'm good with Dicka. He did too much. Uh, so I would have had a hard time not taking Dicka over Lovey. I just was expecting Dicka to be first off the board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so Joe's here for all the curveballs today. All the curveballs. <laughs> The unfortunate part of being able to just hammer out two picks at a time for the whole draft means I'm left with uh, not the best coach, but the first coach that delivered me a playoff appearance. I know he didn't last too long after that. Dick Turan. Mm. 
kind of a low-key coach. Like, he got the most out of what he had in a very young team. Never really had much at the quarterback position, obviously, a very defensive-minded coach. And I'm pretty sure uh, he went on – yeah, he went on to coach uh, with the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo. And he was an interim coach for the Lions. So – and then he just kind of fell off the face of the earth. So I don't really know what Dick Duran's doing right now, but – Shout out to you, Dick, for giving me that memory as a kid to finally see the Bears get to the playoffs because I was like eight years old, nine years old, and I like I don't vividly remember the Bulls, but like you know that that shit happened. The Blackhawks wasn't really a huge hockey fan, and then the Cubs, like, we're just not even going to get started about that right now. <laughs> so, yeah, first guy to give me like that moment as a Bears fan to where it's like we actually have a team that is up to something. A lot of that was the players, like, let's be honest, but he was the guy in charge and I don't know what he's doing right now, but I'll pour one out for you. My guy, Mr. Jerron. Love that. So you want to do your, your one wish list player that isn't a part of our 10. Okay. Wish could be a part. You can go first. Beat on Colcomet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Notre Dame bias. Just oozing right. out of your pores. So we'll call, all right. So we'll call him like, uh, practice squad guy like the guy that player number 11 that i would have picked if there was just that extra pick for today and that's thomas jones i know i already have matt forte but thomas jones was an absolute workhorse uh it was the the super bowl year and the years before and then even after he left he went to the jets and he was still a very productive running back in that offense uh that had mark sanchez at quarterback and they were able to go uh to the afc championship game so I mean, Thomas Jones is a – and then, too, I mean, my arms don't look like – imagine my arms stacked on, like, 10 more of my arms, and then that's Thomas Jones's arms. He was uh, a spectacle of a human being at the running back position and one of my favorite players all time. Definitely had his jersey growing up, too. T. Jones First team all bicep. First team all bicep, Yeah. <laughs> Just was severely underappreciated too. I remember when like Benson got drafted and everybody was like, "All right, see you later, Thomas Jones." And everybody's like, "Yeah." Oh, and what? and Benson and this, you know, this guy rest, just put up four yards of carry, running the ball sixty percent of the time with who was it with, with uh, who was we it? Um, Jonathan Quinn playing quarterback. Jonathan Quinn, yeah. Craig Kent, Krenzel, and the gang were combining to try to be a quarterback. <laughs> and he was they were trying like, to get those like three point nine yards per carry. They were trying to get those handoffs off. Yeah, trying. Yikes. All right, Quentin. Um, Is yours Greg Olson? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Uh, I, got, I got a better one than that. Gale Sayers. Hmm. Talk about a guy who translates to today's game. A guy who, in today's era, today today's um, – the way science has progressed medically – a guy whose career would be would extremely like extended. Um, I mean, he probably could have played slot receiver for you, even. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't have to be a running back. He's a great kick returner, great punt returner, great running back. He caught out of the backfield. Uh, he's just a utility weapon all over in today's game. And I think he would be absolutely dominating. I like that pick. I like that pick a lot, actually. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Um, I feel the pressure, but I'm going to go with a, a little bit of like a bias Homer pick, right? Like guys that we just loved. This guy gets severely underappreciated again. We mentioned him a little bit earlier when we were talking about some of those mid 2000s Bears teams, but I'm going to go Alex Brown. Like I think Alex oh. Brown was just such an underappreciated defensive end, a guy that consistently gave you eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half, 
double digit sacks, right? You know, all those years you saw the guys like Mark Anderson come up and, and flash in the pan, but like Brown was just consistent. Like he was just always consistent. You're in the out, can stop the run, can rush the passer. Just a complete defensive end. So I'm gonna go ahead and pick Alex Brown. And you know, you know he struck a chord with Ron because Ron's about the biggest Georgia guy I know. And he picked Alex Brown, Florida Gator legend. I did pick a Florida Gator legend. <laughs> As a Florida Gator legend, you aren't wrong. Yeah, a couple other names off top that got left off, but in due time, like if we did these in a few years, like Roquan would definitely be picked on this, given a couple more seasons. Uh, Cole Komet, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fields, I know we let the Fields one slide, but like hey, that. Moody, Moody would might be Mooney, right yeah, Some Mooney of the would be Mooney would be up there. Uh, Robert, Robert, so. <laughs> Robert Quinn with a little bit more service time, if you will, like a couple more seasons in the blue and orange. Hopefully we at least get one more full season out of him just because, like, they get rid of him, we'll be fucked on the pass rush. I'm, I'm surprised nobody said Akeem Hicks. Yeah, Akeem Hicks. I was just thinking back that, like, I think, I, I think you, put, you have to put uh, Hampton and Mongo ahead of him, Above him yeah. but like he's it, it's like he's just below him yeah, he's, he's, he's not too terribly guy. far behind yeah yeah it's probably him and tommy are like the two that yeah him and, yeah like, yeah him and tommy are probably like right even yeah God, yeah tommy, tommy harris yeah he, he's such a bastard dude when he Can was healthy think- he was so good man he was yeah. so fast off the ball like, well, it's like you had Ham Agumier on one side and then Brown on the other side and then fucking Briggs and Erlacher. It's like, where do yeah. you go? Yeah, that front seven was nasty. Front seven yeah. was nasty. Well, that's it's hard to believe that that defense with that defense in 06 could have been if Brown and Harris stayed healthy because, like, those guys were – they were so key to it and that defense was still so good after losing them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Damn, what does it say? I like I have so much nostalgia, like Bears nostalgia yeah. right now. Talking about some of these, like, because again, right? Like, beat on you kind of said it too, right? You need like, to go like, listen to some old Joniak calls. Yeah, but like those oh one, like yeah. those early Bears teams of your fanhood, like always have a special place in your heart. Yeah, right? like, uh, like at least once ever- a year, I have to go watch that 06 Cardinals game. Like just once a year, I'll just be like, I want to see that again. <laughs> well, I feel like too a lot of it too, like when you're a kid. You you idolize these guys. You look up to them. And now it's like, you know, we're drafting. If a, if a player gets drafted on the Bears with the exception of Valus Jones, they're younger than you. That's a joke, obviously. Valus Jones is 25. But you know what I'm saying? Like, so, and we're not going to get into that whole shit. I'm still buying people's jerseys. I'm wearing it to the game. I don't care what you say. Blah this, blah that. But it is like a little bit of a different, like, like lens that you look through when you're an adult and you look at your team and as opposed to like when you're a kid, it's like when I was growing up, I wanted to be like Lance Briggs or Brian Urlacher on the field. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like, God, my body doesn't twist or contort that way. I would break in half like a pretzel. You know what I'm saying? So it's like having played in high school and semi-pro in college and the various levels that we all played at, you have a different appreciation for it, I guess you will. But yeah, like Ron said, that nostalgia of like tuning in on Sunday and you're like, what is Devin Hester doing? Like, what is Matt Forte doing? Like that, that was what used to get me up on Sundays was to, look and see what my guys were going to do. And then obviously the 
beginning stages of a gambling addiction. I was playing fantasy football at like 13, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I, um, I was, so I have no room yeah, to talk. I, I mean, I remember my, my first like big free agent signing in fantasy football was Tony Romo. I was like the first guy on the Romo train. So I've always tried to outthink people in that sense. I tried to outthink you guys today on the draft. Uh, let us know in the comments or tweet at us throughout the week as you as you see. We'll probably probably put together some graphics so that it, there is at least a little a little context yeah. context of uh, why we picked who we picked because I know my team's going seventeen and zero, but I can't say the same for everyone in this chat. Mine's one hundred percent not. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, no one picked Matt. <laughs> no one picked Matt Nagy, so we're not getting canceled. <laughs> I, I actually, after I picked my head coach, I briefly thought about it as long as Vic Fangio was with him. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's like bring bring Fangio, and we'll maybe let you come hang out at the facility for a little while, but we don't get to touch anything, Mister Nagy. I mean, he did crash and burn after Fangio left. So I was going to say, I didn't hear what he said, but he spoke with the media for the first time since getting canned. Um, I'm going to have to go ahead. I think I saw something about it that he said, like, he wanted to learn from his mistakes in Chicago and bring that and bring what he learned to Kansas City. And I saw someone like making fun of that. But so he he goes and, and becomes the position coach of the guy in the league that does not need him in the slightest. What's the best job? Yeah, it's like, well, honestly, if you guys remember last year, Mahomes was kind of a shitbag throughout the you know first half of the season. I am, I'm making so many pinata farms, so many little gifts, and so many little memes for when Mahomes isn't throwing for like 404 touchdowns because it's all going to be on Nagy. And then Chiefs Twitter, Chiefs Twitter will leak over into Bears Twitter. And then they're going to realize they want no parts of Bears Twitter, and then they're going to go back over to, to Kansas City and stop tweeting at us. But go back to paradise. Yeah, go back to paradise <laughs> on the on the other side of the the other side of the the river because that's TV curtain. That's one thing too. Also, that I didn't know until uh, I became an adult was that the Kansas City Chiefs just don't play in Kansas. They just are big Missouri guys. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. I always knew the Rams played in Missouri, but I never knew. I was always just like, yeah, like NFL team in Kansas is kind of weird. And then my dad explained it to me. He's like, no, they play in Missouri. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. I mean, they effectively represent Kansas, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean. It's the won't. same city, isn't it? Yeah. There is a Kansas City, Kansas as well. There's See, that's just that just confuses me even more. Bidon's homework is to go go have a geography lesson. Yeah, and <laughs> and and next and on next week and on next week's snake draft, we're going to be drafting locations of states. You have to point them out on a map. <laughs> yeah, no. How about that? We'll pick where players are from. So whoever gets like whoever gets like uh, for example, like if we did the college one that you were talking about, whoever gets Akeem Hicks, I'm only I'm the only one who probably knows that. What, what, I know. He went to school in Canada. Yeah, but where? Yeah, University of Regina. Yep. Okay, so mm-hmm. Quinn's on the same page. Okay, perfect. He drank like he drank like thirty beers in one sitting. Yeah, like no, he had a, he had a Andre the Giant. That's the only reason I know that. He's, yeah. He is he is a certified hashtag Crackham guy, and that's why we love him so much about that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think overall everyone got to pick their guys. Everyone got their coach. Um, there wasn't too much news other than 
I mean, last week when we talked, I said Akeem Hicks had men signed, and now he is signed to uh, fill the slot that Donkey Kong Sue is leaving down there in Tampa Bay. Uh, sure, up there front seven, it's an opportunity to go chase after a ring. So uh, as long as the Rams aren't in their way, I'll be rooting for Tampa Bay come, come playoff time because I don't think we'll be there. But uh, you, you guys know how I get down in the playoffs just because I don't want to be a bad son. But, I mean, <laughs> I will be rooting for my guy, Akeem Hicks, because there's no competition in that division. I think Jameis and, that, and the Saints will maybe win, like, nine games. But you can count on Tampa probably winning that division and having a chance for Akeem Hicks to go and get ringed up before he retires. So any other thoughts on that? Uh, I do have one quick throw beat on, and we'll keep it on your uh, playoff uh, fandom. Um, I want to know why. Um for next year's playoffs when the Rams are in it, that you're going to own an Allen Robinson jersey. That's what I would like to know. Okay, so that I will not be rooting. I will be rooting for everyone on the field but Allen Robinson. And I I also, too, have had quite a few conversations with my dad about Allen Robinson, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't like it. I would have rather kept Robert Woods. Injury or not, Robert Woods was a culture guy. Was He was just – he went to fucking USC, like – he hangs out with like YG in the end zone when he scores touchdowns. Like he's a vibes guy, good player, won me a lot of fantasy games. And him and Cooper Cup had that that chemistry and that camaraderie. I don't know how he would have looked with Stafford, but you also have to remember too, Odell Beckham is still in the mix. And it's like they're not going to need what we needed out of Allen Robinson. And goddamn it, that's why I think it's going to work. But I refuse to root for it. Fuck that. My hot take is I think the the Nagy phasing him out of the game plan thing is truly going to happen and be exposed, and I think he's going to have a big year in Melbourne. Oh, yeah, no, that's – I'm targeting you know him that in fantasy if he's there right at the right time. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know that's, that's how it works. People going up on Cooper Cobb. 50th, like, 50th overall pick, you better fucking believe I'm out. Anybody that ever leaves, like, one of our teams always – like, dude, I was watching uh, – I was watching the fucking Stanley Cup playoffs yesterday, and I know you know I don't know too much about hockey, but you got Brandon Hagel on one side, and you got Panarin on the fucking other side. And you got Duncan Keith playing tonight. You got, like, all these different players from yeah. the Blackhawks that are still, like, finding a way to find team success while us as a team are all terrible. And I, I don't know when the next title's coming to the city, but I I'm said pretty this- sure. I'm pretty sure like 10% of the NHL has played for the Blackhawks at some point. Oh, 100%. Like, you well, can't yeah. turn down a game without seeing guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. original, six, original six yeah. Uh, franchise. But uh, this is a hot No, take. I just meant today. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I meant today, like guys who were on the Stanley Cup runs. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my hot take of the show, and this is going to rub uh, a select – part of the audience the wrong way, but it's the perfect way to go out. The next team that brings a title to the city of Chicago is the Chicago Bears. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. It's a hot take. It ain't happening this year. It's not happening next year, but I mean, nobody else in the, in the city, except for maybe the sky, the sky, which they won last year. So it's like, that's kind of a, a square bag thing to say, like maybe they'll run it back, but of all the men's teams in the city, the next team to win a title is going to be the Bears. This is going to get clipped and put on Packers and Vikings Twitter, and the guy that that likes Kirk Cousins' highlight videos is going to find me and all that stuff. I know you know who I'm talking about. But the, the Sox aren't doing it. I'm sorry. The Cubs, Blackhawks, Bulls, not happening. Our Bears I think you get pretty, pretty, pretty even odds. 
Yeah, if that, if, um, if that was a bet, I would love to place it. I probably wouldn't cash it for the next 10 years of my life, but I would cash it. <laughs> It would just be floating out there in existence. It would just be there. me on the yeah. third, me on the third place podium with the champagne and the medal. What's <laughs> what's the longest Chicago's gone without a champion in any of the like big, big so five teams? The Cubs won in 06, and then obviously the Blackhawks had their or not 06, 16. 16. Yeah, 16. The three that the Hawks won was from what, like 08 to like 13? 10, 13, and 15. Yeah. 10, 13 and, and 15. the Bulls, you had 98 before that. And then the Sox were, Sox were in between that. Sox were like 05. 05, yeah. Yeah. So that's like six, and before, the, before the Bulls, it was the Bears. I honestly yeah, think. You had 85 to 92. It would probably have been that run between like when the last team won it and then when the Bears won it. And that was yeah. probably the last team that yeah. won it between that was probably the Blackhawks. It was 1961. Yeah. So 61 to 85 was the longest run in the city. And right now we're what at six years, no titles. Yeah. Of the five major teams, yeah, the Cubs were the last to do it. So Yeah. I don't know what I don't I'm not putting a year on it. I'm just just putting it out into the into the world so that the world speaking knows. It, yeah, speaking, speaking it into existence. existence. Exactly. I dig it. All right. Well, perfect. That was today's show. Uh, like we said at the beginning, a little bit of a fantasy draft, a little bit of a fun episode. Came to you guys a little bit earlier. We were without Joey, uh, the cheese man. He is at work tonight, but uh, I could assume he'll be back next week. And I'm sure he just doesn't want to talk into a microphone after the last two days of being a Cubs fan. So I, we'll let Joey have his time. We'll be back with you guys next week. Uh, give my guys a follow at, at Loose on Tap for Mr. Ron Loose and at Butkus Stats for Quinn. You guys can follow me at Beat on 300, Mr. Brandon Suarez. I don't know why I just spoke myself in the third person. That was just big time cringe. But hey, Mr. Worldwide. That's big time Beat on Amatapias. Beat on Amatapias, Mr. Prestige Worldwide. We'll catch you guys next week and bear down. Bear down. Bear down. <laughs>